0: listening to she said what with your host Alyssa Harper hey sexy people welcome back to she said what if you have not been here before then I just want to welcome you and let you know that this is a space for you to come and grow to become the best version of yourself whether we are talking about sex and sexuality relationships or self-growth this is an inclusive safe space for you Today, we're going to be talking about dealing with imposter syndrome, which is a bit of a buzzword now and something that you've probably heard said before, but something that I didn't even really take the time to dive into until recently. And it's something that I've experienced a lot in my life, but I didn't know that we could look at it a different way and we could actually get out of that mentality of self doubt. It's definitely a journey, but there are things in this episode that are going to help you to be able to do that and to just understand what this feeling is even more on a level so that you can actually work through it. So let's get right into it. Update on my week as per usual. I've basically just been working a bunch, trying to get a whole bunch of episodes ready for you guys for when my parents are visiting because they're visiting me in Sydney here in two weeks. And I'm so excited because they haven't visited me since they first came after I moved here. And they came like, I think like five months or so after I moved here. And it was really fun, but like I didn't know the area, you know, like I didn't really know things. Whereas now I know shit. I know where to go. I know it's going to be fun. Like, I feel like it's going to be so, so good. And I just miss them. So I'm really excited for that. That's in two weeks. Um, But yeah, it's just been a bunch of having a good time with friends trying to get all the work done, trying to get all the things nice and prepped for you guys so I can have a little bit of time off when my family's here. Um, But yeah, I've been really well. And I actually just started, if you guys have been watching my Instagram stories or keeping up with me on TikTok a little bit, I just started therapy again, which is really exciting because to me, like I, I do the podcast and I do things on TikTok and I talk to people about ways to make their life like better and how to work through things. But that doesn't mean that I don't do that myself. If anything, I should be doing that myself on my own, you know? And so I'm really excited to be going back and just working through, um, I am diagnosed with anxiety disorder, which she confirmed a few days ago. So that was great. Love that for me. Um, and I've been diagnosed with depressive disorder. Um, but depression is less of an issue for me. It's more the anxiety. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to be going through it and working with somebody. And we had the best, like I went to her house. It was in, um, Oh, where is it? It's like kind of like inner west vibes and she lives in this bougie little house. She had the cutest outfit on like she had a nice little candle on. I was just like like this woman, she's a vibe. Like I want to be like this woman when I grow up, you know? And so I was really happy that it was a good match because the worst thing is when you go to like a counselor or something like that. And like, it just doesn't feel like the vibe is there. It doesn't quite feel like you get on that well. Um, But I lucked out and I'm happy that I did like the research that I did beforehand to find the girl that I'm seeing. So super pumped about that. Um, Let's get into the topic of today. Imposter syndrome is Really interesting because it's something that wasn't actually coined until 1978, the actual term. Um, it was coined by two American psychologists called Pauline Clance and Susan Imes. I think that's how we say it. Um, and it's just something that people obviously have experienced throughout history, but it's just this thing that we now have really honed in on and been like, oh, this is actually a common thing. It's not just nervousness in the workplace, or it's not just not quite feeling good enough about yourself. It really does make sense when we look at it as being like a specific term. Usually what this looks like, if you aren't familiar, or if you want a bit of a refresher, this is like the feeling of not being good enough for the thing that you're being asked to do or to be in the position that you are in. It's usually this sense of I don't belong um, and I don't deserve the things that I'm being given, like giving it, being given a promotion and being like, I don't deserve that. Why are you giving that to me? That feels like too much. I don't feel like I'm meant to be doing that, right? It's even when someone is a very experienced writer, they finally get a book deal and it's like, oh, I just never thought this would actually happen, that kind of feeling. Um, not feeling like you have a seat at the table, like just not feeling like you're meant to. And it's very, very common among minority groups. So specifically women, um, people in the LGBTQIA plus community, people of color. It's also generally just really common among high achievers and people that are constantly pushing themselves to be out of their comfort zone. Because if you are doing a job or something in your life, like a relationship or whatever it is, and you're very comfortable in it, and you're not trying to necessarily grow in it. You're not trying to necessarily move forward in it. You're just kind of like comfortable and stable where you are, which isn't necessarily a bad thing always, um, but say you're in that season, you're less likely to experience it because you're used to your norm, right? You're used to your everyday situation. Whereas when people are high achievers and they're pushing themselves and they're trying to you know, jump out of that comfort zone and really go for it and go for gold, it can happen so quickly. And sometimes it takes a while for our brains to catch up to the fact that this is what we are now doing with our lives or this is the promotion we're stepping into. This is the relationship we actually deserved all along. So it's that feeling of self-doubt, I don't belong. Um, And it's also really common among students and people who are, say, in internships, things like that, because they are in a learning phase. And when you're learning, there is going to be some self doubt and some self correction. And that's almost necessary, right, in those seasons. But it's important for you to note maybe this is you to have a moment to think about do I fall into any of those minority categories? You know, am I a student? And just kind of have a moment to think about what your context is going into this episode. Some symptoms, if you will, of experiencing this is having a lack of confidence in your workplace, not wanting to take on new responsibilities. Another one is being very sensitive to small mistakes or feedback. If somebody gives you feedback, even if it's genuinely constructive criticism, you have a hard time taking it in and accepting it for what it is because your brain so quickly jumps to, they think I'm shit. Um, You know, they are telling me I've done something wrong and it can actually be really triggering for some people. Another one is having this fear that you are failing. Another one is that you are having a fear that you're failing your team. Like you are the one who's the underdog. You're the one in the friend group who's not funny enough. You're the one in the friend group who is not doing enough to support everyone. And you're constantly trying to get people to show that they appreciate you. You feel that need for it because you're constantly worrying about not measuring up. And the last symptom that is really common is burnout and working yourself so hard to the point that you actually need to take time off and can even have health issues come into your life because you have pushed yourself so hard to try to measure up. I remember when I started teaching Pilates, I felt like such an imposter. Like I just felt like... I wasn't made for this. Like, this isn't quite me. Like, thanks, guys. I'm so happy you guys are all so perfect at this. And I'm so happy that you just have that natural confidence to get in front of people. And, you know, I thought everyone was just totally feeling cool. And then I was the one who's really struggling. And before I went to go teach for the first time, I was so nervous. I did not sleep the night before. I was like, felt like I was going to puke. Like, it was horrible i felt so much physical anxiety and i also do literally like i said early have earlier have anxiety so you know, the two together is just really intense for me. Um, But I remember feeling that so strongly because I was pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And now looking back, I'm like, wow, I was pushing myself out of my comfort zone, which is an amazing thing. I was pushing myself to grow. I was doing something that I knew I could do that was going to make me more money, which ultimately was going to give me more time off, which was going to align with the things that I wanted to do at the time. Like it was absolutely in alignment with what I wanted to do and what I needed to do for myself but I had to still deal with the emotions that came with that choice and those emotions were excitement but also fear and like this looking towards the future and being hopeful about it but also questioning myself and having that self-doubt and being like I don't know am I good enough for this I've had this as well with doing social media, right? Even on a bad day, I can look at myself and go, wow, you know, I have this podcast where I talk about all these things and people tell me all the time, like, you know, this has really helped me through this situation and this situation. But I can look at myself needing to go see, go to a therapist, which I know is not a bad thing, but I'm saying on a bad day, I can look at it and be like, oh, I have to go see a therapist. I don't have things worked out. Who am I to tell people what is good and what's going to help them? Like, I have that. I still have that. And I think everyone experiences that to some extent. But in certain seasons, it can be much more difficult. And I want to just, again, remind you that there's good news in this, right? This isn't all bad. Because if you are pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, you're growing. Even if the thing that you try to do doesn't work out, even if you choose not to do that thing for the rest of your life, you're not quitting by doing that, right? Maybe you're moving on. You're trying different things. And I hear people say this to me all the time, like, Alyssa, I want to try this thing in life. I want to study. I want to travel. I want to be with family. I want to date this person, but I also want to explore dating and explore my sexuality. I want to do all the things and I feel overwhelmed by choice. And it's it's a lot. Like, I just want to make sure I do the things that I I need to do. And I'm always like, guys, you need to fail Here's, I know it sucks. I know that's not like what you want to hear, but you need to fail. You need to try something and it not work out. You need to try something else and it work out, but maybe it's not quite right. Try something else, fail. Try something else. Love it. Oh my gosh. Light bulb moment. I want to run with that, keep doing that thing. How can I now expand on that thing? Like you need to go through the process. And the thing is we can't just think about the end result of where we want to be. We can't just think about I want to have that degree or I want to marry that person or I want to just get this one thing in life that I think I need to get that's going to make me happy. We need to enjoy the journey every step of the way. And I know it is easier said than done, but it is so important because life is so much more about the present rather than getting those things down the line. And I will tell you that influencing and doing the content creation stuff and all of that in my life. I started doing it years ago just because I loved it and I would just do it anyways, right? I'd be out with my friends and we'd take photos and I'd enjoy the process of like editing and, you know, then eventually I started doing video and I loved the process of telling people about different things that they could work on when it comes to their sexuality or just encouraging people along that journey and doing what I do now. I did it because I love it and I do it because I love it. But I did have this thing in the back of my mind where I thought, you know, once I hit 100,000 followers or once I hit this milestone, once, you know, Spotify starts working with me, once this person starts working with me, I'm going to feel so amazing. I'm going to be like feeling like I made it. And as much as those milestones and the 100,000, the 200,000, the 300,000, all of those milestones have been amazing and have felt really great in the moment. I felt like, yes, you know, this is obviously just like proof that what I'm doing is helping people because people are coming to it, it fades. It fades very, very quickly. And as I'm just using obviously this as an example because this is my life right now, which I know it's not super relatable because most people aren't doing content shit, but obviously try to consider your situation as well and how it kind of works um, with trying to get certain job opportunities or trying to finally have that degree It's okay to not feel like those big moments are as big as you thought they were going to be because they never are. And like my wedding day, for example, right? I, for years, I was like, I want to get married. I can't wait till I'm married till I find that person. My actual wedding day, it was lovely. I had a great time. I spent it with all the people that I love in my life. Um, And the weather was amazing. And it was all these great things that happened, but it wasn't like the best day of my life. It wasn't, you know, and if things fade and you can't look towards just the big moments because the big moments don't happen all that often. But what does happen often is you living your life day to day, being aware of what's on your mind, being aware of the thoughts that you have and working on that internal dialogue. That's what's going to bring you joy. That's what's going to bring you happiness and consistency and get you to those milestones. Absolutely. But not make you feel like that's the focus and that's that is the goal and that's what's going to make you happy. You never stop feeling imposter syndrome if you are growing. If you feel imposter syndrome, it usually means that there's it's a sign that there's still some sort of skill that you need to learn or there's something that you're still wanting to achieve or there's pla- there's still a place you want to go with it that is a sign of like opportunity right that is a sign of expanding and growth and that is exactly where you want to be especially if you are young and a lot of my a lot of you guys are young and you're coming out of school and you're figuring out what you want to do with your life and that is a time where you want to be Open to experience. You don't want to have in your mind, okay, let's go. I'm going to finish this thing. I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to get this job. Then I'm finally going to be happy. Then I'm going to get a family. Then I'm finally going to be happy. Then I'm going to have kids. And I'm finally, you know, it'll keep going. And what we want to do is not rely on that, not rely on those goal points and rely on the fact that right now you're feeling like life is happening and it is scary and it's big and it's coming at you fast and that's okay, but take it day at a time and just know that growth is amazing. Putting yourself out of your comfort zone is amazing. If what you are doing right now on a regular basis challenges you, that's what you want because when we aren't challenged, we tend to feel bored, we become complacent, there can even become um, like moments of depression that come alongside just feeling really cushy A cushy life is great. Having a soft girl era is great. Having moments where you need to reel it back in and focus on just yourself is great. I can tell you guys that I've absolutely done that in the last like month or so. Um, At the start of the year, I felt like I really worked so hard last year and I almost felt like I had a bit of burnout. And I remember my partner and I just moved to the flat that we're in right now and I was just like, oh my gosh. I remember just like laying in bed after this big move that we had. And I was like, I just feel like I need a break. I feel like I wish I could just sleep for a week. I wish I could just stop for a week. Like, I just remember I kept saying every time I would have some sort of breakdown about this, or I'd be crying or whatever. I would just say to my partner, like, I just need to stop. I just need a break. And it was so exhausting. I was so fatigued. And I took time like. I did not overwork myself. I decided to stop teaching Pilates for some time and just focus on content creation and to not push myself over the top with it. Just do it to the point that I want to do it and let it be authentic and take time to kind of restore and come back into myself. And now I feel like I have the energy to do the things that I want to do. And yes, of course, I'm still working through things, but I'm in a space where I am I have that energy again. And I definitely went through this. I went through the... Having the imposter syndrome, push, 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 and burnout. This is me, guys. So I'm talking to myself here. You would never have imposter syndrome if you never tried anything new. You wouldn't have to experience it. This feeling of imposter syndrome is, you know, more more or less avoidable. It is. But do we want to actually avoid having this feeling come up? The biggest lie that you tell yourself about imposter syndrome is that other people aren't feeling it. We look at people who are in the positions that we want to be, whether that is in our workplace, whether that is someone who is even a year older than us in the program that we are in at school. We look at somebody who is singing on a stage with all of this confidence that we wish we had. We look at someone who is a politician or somebody who is in some high role that we look up to, who's maybe written a book and you wanna write a book, right? And you look at these people and you think, Wow, they have it all figured out. Wow, they must feel so confident. How do they just go up there on stage and they're so confident and they're laughing and they're getting the crowd to laugh? How do they do that? Like, I'm just not like that. I wish I was that kind of person. I wish I was extroverted. I wish I had those looks. I wish I had that knowledge, right? I wish I had those experiences. That person's so lucky. We diminish the experiences of others who are in these higher up positions or in the position that we want to be and we assume that they don't experience these things but if you take the time to research people who have talked about this widely who are definitely like well off in life and have achieved so many amazing things they feel it like we are all human. We are all experiencing emotions as we go through different experiences and there is nothing that makes you this one-off person who just is shit at life. I can promise you. What usually sets those people apart is actually the fact that they are willing to take those risks, that they are willing to fail, that they are willing to apologize, right? That they are willing to go out of their way to jump forward and then maybe need to pull back at times, but they're willing to go for it when a lot of people simply aren't. Like A lot of people don't prioritize their dreams. A lot of people don't prioritize doing the things that they feel in their, whether you want to call it your soul or your gut or whatever it is, those things that they really, really feel that they should do. A lot of people just don't do it. They just never get themselves to do it. They always say one day when I have the confidence, one day when I'm this age, one day when I have a partner and I've settled down, one day when I have a house, one day when I have this thing, but life happens. And there is no one day. You have no idea what's going to happen. And I hope that that doesn't bring you anxiety. I hope that that brings you peace and just reminds you that there is so much expansion for you. There's so much life coming for you. And you get to sit in the driver's seat of that. And as much as that is overwhelming, and trust me, that overwhelms me too. I know that feeling. It also means That you have control. You have the ability to make choice. Yes, things will happen to you that will be out of your control, but you constantly get to make the choice every single day when you wake up, what you're going to do with your experience, what you're going to do with that day. Absolutely, there are things like mental health disorders and financial instability and having to potentially care for a loved one. There are lots of things that can make it harder but that doesn't mean that you don't still have choice to make choices within that. I remember the first time I went to an influencer event and I was <laughs> so nervous for it. I was so nervous and I had to go alone, right? Like you guys don't realize this, right? You think that like influencing is so like fun and like blah, blah, blah. like picture me, right? Anxious ass getting up and being like, "Okay, do the makeup, get ready. I've got to wear this outfit that they've sent me." And it was for like an activewear brand. So I was like, you know, I was pretty like I'm pretty active. I'm very confident in that area of my life. So I had that as like a bit of like a crutch. I was like, okay, cool. Like I know I've got that. But I didn't know anyone going to this event. I had to show up at one of the wharfs In the CBD so that we could all get on a boat and then take the boat to something called the island. So that ass, like I'm locked and loaded. I have to go. I'm gonna once I'm there, I'm there. Like there is no going back. Like I'm going to this thing. Have to show up, have to go to this thing, do the whole event, and come back on the boat and have to make friends. And when you've got anxiety, when you've got social anxiety, it's not the easiest thing in the world. So I got ready. And I remember going and I was texting um, Sam, my partner, and being like, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. Like, please just be thinking of me. Like, I'm going to need a lot of support when I come home. I don't know how it's going to go. Like, I was terrified. And I remember walking up and I just like bumped into all these girls who were all wearing the same activewear. And I was like, hi. And I remember just walking up and being like so nervous. And someone being like, oh, are you going to the event? And I was like, I am. And so then we just got talking and it was fine. Like it ended up being fine. And, and in those moments, I was definitely sat there going, oh gosh, like, I didn't realize that there'd be this many people here. Oh, look, everyone looks so good. Like everyone is so fit. Everyone is so even like thin and right. There's body issues and stuff that can come up in those moments. And I remember we got there and we went on the boat and we showed up to the island. And I was like, we walk in, there's all this branding stuff everywhere. And it's beautiful. I am not complaining. All right. I'm telling you, this was, this was a lovely event. And I've been to so many amazing events and have just like, I'm so, so thankful that I get to do that. Absolutely. Um, but at the start, it was push out of my comfort zone to do it and I knew I would never say no to the opportunity but I would do it scared and so that's how I felt so I went and I made these little connections with people we got to the island and I remember being like okay I'm gonna go put my things down and then you don't know the people that you're talking to like you don't know if they have a million followers or if they have like 10,000 followers or if they have 1,000 followers You you have no idea and not that it matters, but. It can be, it can make you nervous if there is someone that you see as being like really, really far on in the journey naturally, right? Because this is like the workspace that I work in. (laughs) So they're like someone who I'm like, oh, they're really far along, you know, that can make you nervous, but we're all hanging out, we're taking photos. And then we had to do this um, like Pilates class and there's all these mats laid out everywhere. And I'm like doing the Pilates class and there's photographers walking around taking photos of all of us in this active wear. And I'm like, fuck, like I'm trying to like make it look so good. I'm like, oh my God, is my form good? Like I'm like have a little sweat. I'm like, oh, hopefully no one sees that. Like it's so stupid. But when I look back and I think about the way that my brain was in that time, it's crazy because I was so nervous. I was so self-critical. I was tearing myself down. I was like, I just don't look right. I don't look, you know, I don't look good in this outfit. Like everyone's better than me. Like I just, like I just felt horrible. But you know what? I got through it. And then as I was there, it got better and better. And I got talking to people and I got more comfy. And I realized, you know, this person, this person, I'm, I'm actually really getting on with Mel. So let's kind of keep hanging out with them. Let's keep talking to them. Let's ask questions. Let's do my best to do all the things that I know I'm supposed to do in conversations, even though I'm nervous. And by the end of the day, like in the end of the event, I just felt like, I did it. I was so fucking proud of myself. And I just came back on the little boat and said bye to everyone. And I walked off and I was like, ah, like I... Did it. Like I I was scared, but I did it. And now I have these connections with people. And even now, right, I have that when I go to different things and I have to show up alone and literally just walk into a room of a bunch of people. And sometimes, you know, people drinking. Sometimes it's at like a bar type of club type of thing. Sometimes it's at like an event space. You never really know what it's gonna be like. You just walk in and you have to just introduce yourself to people and just you know, it's like showing up to a party alone. Like, could you imagine? And it's not even just like a party of a bunch of people all doing other random things. It's like a bunch of people like taking photos of themselves and a lot of people who are potentially um, not wanting to talk to you because they have their little group or there's some like pretentiousness there, you know, it is not the most comfy space to walk into. Um, I've never really had too many negative experiences and I probably won't share when I have had negative ones because, oh my God, some people are crazy. Um, Some influencers are not, The best. Um, But generally, it's been fine. But it's definitely a push. And I have to do those things. And sometimes I fail at it, you know? Sometimes I want to go do the hard thing and I'm like, all right, let's just have a few drinks before I go, you know? Or sometimes I want to go talk to that person and I would love to introduce myself and I'm at an event and I'm like, oh, you know? But then I just don't do it because I just don't feel like I have the capability to do it. I'm not saying I'm perfect. And I'm not saying that every time you're going to suddenly be super confident to go and make those little jumps and go say hi to that person or ask that person on the date or ask your boss about that raise. Like I'm not saying every time we're going to feel confident to do it, but we can do it little bit by little bit, do it more and more. And the more we do it, the more confident we're going to get in it. I want to finish this episode by going through all of the things that I would recommend you do to cope through those situations, to get through that push, to put yourself into that little bit of a uncomfortable position so that you can continue to grow because you deserve to grow. You deserve to be there for yourself and stand for yourself and push yourself. You deserve that. First thing that you can do is remember all of the accomplishments that you have had and the things that you've done to get there. We often discount our experience and think that we don't have enough. We think that everyone has more. We think that we are just not quite good enough. Everybody else looks better or says the right things. And we just aren't quite meeting that mark. But you have very likely done things to get to where you are now. So say you're in a job, like we'll go back to my Pilates instructor example, because it's easy. So when I became a Pilates instructor, at first, I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't feel like I'm ready to do this. I have all these people in front of me and they all trust me as if I know what I'm doing and I don't. And I was like, I felt like an imposter. I literally felt like an imposter. I felt like I was playing a role. And at one point I was just like, you know what? Let's think about what I've done. I've done the training. I've been trained in anatomy and mat Pilates and reformer Pilates. And I've done training through my studio as well. I've had someone tell me, I want to hire you because I think that you, you would be good at this thing. So not only am I considering my own accomplishments, number two, I'm considering the way that other people are actually believing in me and other people have spoken that into me. And what I would love for you to do, if there's a way that you can do this with your current situation, is to even physically and like practically keep note of those things. So if you get someone who says to you, you did a great job at work today, thank you so much, write it down. I know it sounds dumb, write it down. Sometimes if I get a really nice message about, hey, I'm really proud of uh, you know, what, what you're doing and I'm really thankful for this episode because it did this for me and whatever, I'll screenshot it and I'll keep it in an album on my phone. Which at first I was really embarrassed about. I was like, that's so like, oh my God, me keeping a folder of all the reasons why people like like me, that's so cringe. But you know what? it would help me because I would have days where I'd be like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. People don't care. This isn't going well. This isn't going well. I'd be down on myself, right? And then I'd be able to go to it and be like, oh, this is why. It's for that one person who needed to hear that. You know, this is why I'm showing up to Pilates and teaching because it's this person who's like, this is my favorite part of my week and this is a part of my routine and I'm so happy that you're a part of it. And I would write it down. I'd have other instructors come to my class and be like, hey, I really liked this. And I would write it down and I'd put it in my notebook. And that physical thing that you can go to when you're not feeling secure is so, so, so helpful. I promise you. Number three is don't discount how you got there. Not only should you be aware of your accomplishments and be thinking about it, but be aware of then the negative self-talk when you're on the flip side of that. So if you are thinking like, I'm not good at this. What is wrong with me? Why am I doing this? There's no way that I'm good enough for this. Take a moment to literally stop yourself and be like, no, I'm gonna change that pathway in my brain. I'm gonna change that way of thinking because that's actually not true. And this is a great way that you can use number two when you have that physical evidence of I am actually fucking good at this thing, you can go back and you can replace that thought and try to even write down, this is the thought that I had. I am not good enough. Number two, you're gonna write down, actually I fucking am. And here's an example of when someone told me that I'm actually meant to be here and I'm worth being here. Number four is if it's not coming from someone externally like a comment or something that someone said to you, you can make a list of all of the reasons why you deserve to be there. That's not just looking at accomplishments. That's everything. That's why I deserve to be in this space. Why someone like me needs to be in this role. What I know that I bring to the table that somebody else is not going to bring in this role. What makes me individual and unique and special for this thing. Number five is to talk to people about it. Tell them, like, I'm actually feeling really nervous right now because you would be surprised how many people feel the exact same way. Think back to what I said earlier, right? Even these people who are in these top, like, CEO positions, and we look at them and we're like, wow, they've got it all figured out. They don't. And Ask people in your workplace how they feel about it, how they cope with it. I went to a class last week with one of my favorite instructors and she is amazing and she's been teaching longer than I have and I've always looked up to her and I've always got um, just like teaching tips and things from her and she went on a trip and it was like a few week trip and she came back and I was talking to her and she was like, I was so nervous to teach coming back and I've only taken a few weeks off but I was just so nervous and I just, I feel like I'm like playing a role again. Like, I feel like what's coming out of my mouth isn't even me. I She literally was basically telling me in her own words that she was having imposter syndrome in that moment. And it was really interesting because I was like, wow, to even think that someone like her that I look up to so much, and I still do as a Pilates instructor, that she feels that way from time to time. No fucking wonder I felt like it when I was teaching my first few classes. Like, it is normal. And the more that you talk about it with the people that you know could be experiencing similar things, the better you're just going to feel about it in general and you're not going to have to have that attached emotion of anxiety um, and feeling like well I'm actually not good enough because you're like well none of us are perfect none of us are really what good enough you know there is no good enough we are all here and we're all doing our best and it's not unnormal for me to be feeling like there are things that I could probably do better that's a good thing like that's not a bad thing Use it for that. Use it as that little reminder, like I said earlier, of that means there's probably something else that I have to learn. That probably means that there's actually more potential for me to grow and lean into that rather than seeing it as I'm always gonna be the underdog. I'm always gonna be the victim. I'm always gonna be the person that's not quite good enough because it's not true. It really just comes back to negative self-talk and if you want to work through that, I would encourage you to, like I said earlier, write down what those thoughts are. Something like um, CBT is really great, cognitive behavioral therapy, where you write down the thought and you write down the emotion that's attached to it and I can leave links for that down below for you guys, um, but that's a really great way. If you know right now listening to this that you have uh, negative self-talk that is persistent, that it affects your everyday, that it really brings your mood down, a really, really, really encourage you to make that a regular practice because you can change the way that you think you can change the way that you see yourself absolutely my last point is number six and it is to remember that failure doesn't make you a fraud if you fail at something it doesn't invalidate the work that you have done previously to get there everything is a learning experience everything is going to teach you something. Like every experience, even if it's shit, even if it's something that someone's done to you, something that was completely out of your control, you will learn through all of your experiences. And something that you might even think is completely unrelated, some job that you had that you just did to make money at a fucking pizza shop and you don't even think about it, you have no idea how the little bits of confidence that you built up at that job when you were like 15 or whatever, eventually grows and helps you to grow that self-belief that you can do hard things and you can push through when things are tough and that opportunity that you had to push yourself even though maybe looking at it you're like oh my god I would never do that again doesn't matter it was valuable at the time and it helps you to build your life build your mindset build that self-belief especially if you are in a type of work where it kind of happens in seasons. Like this is really common with actors. This is really common with athletes. Um, anyone who puts out work, anyone who's most, you know, most creatives, any kind of job like that, where some seasons are so busy and some seasons you're really pushing and you're getting a lot of return and you're doing really well. And maybe you're going to go film something or you're playing on a season as, um, an athlete, I don't fucking know things about sports, but you know what I'm saying? Like if you have seasons where it's really hectic and then you have seasons where you're down and you just have more time off and you're able to do that in your job, which is great. It just means that things are not going to be consistent. So it's important that you don't see down seasons or of course failure and choosing to move on from something completely as a bad thing. It's not. Again, all of it is experience. All of it is going to help you down the road. And if you have a season that goes up and down, you're going to come back into an up season eventually, right? You're going to go back onto the field. You're going to put out another book. You're going to record another show. You're going to do whatever it is that is going to make you really busy again. You're going to go back into that crazy lifestyle. So try to enjoy the moments where you don't have to do a lot and it isn't super hectic. Try to be in your relationships. Try to focus on yourself. Try to take the time that you need to recuperate so that you can be ready to be your truest, authentic, most confident self, ready to grow, ready to put yourself out of your comfort zone when the time comes. Guys, that is everything that I have to share with you today. I just want to thank you so much for listening along and hopefully this helped you. If you have any questions or you want to talk about any of this, of course, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram is the best place to reach me at the moment. Alyssa Taylor Harper is my at my tag oh my god stop Um, I'm also on TikTok at Alyssa Taylor Harper and you can follow the Facebook group the She Said What podcast group on Facebook and I accept people very specifically and I'm very aware of what that community looks like so it is a safe space so if you want to go there and get the updates of course on the episodes or any extra materials or things that I want to share with you guys um, or even ask some questions and talk within that community please feel free to join us and if you don't already follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please feel free to do that because it helps me, it helps more people see this show and thank you so much for sharing this episode with your friends and whoever you think could use this in this season Um, because I've just heard really great stories of people saying, hey my friend sent me this and it actually did this for me and I'll always be like, oh my god, you have such great friends Um, but thank you guys and I will see you next week. Bye guys (laughs)